in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are in the Ingalls studio, the sportsocracy. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and, of course, seen live on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get in on the chat on the YouTube stream. It is a Friday, thankfully, and we have a lot to celebrate. There's a lot to celebrate. The Jacksonville Jaguars finally have a new head coach. That's not Eddie. something to celebrate. <laughs> You're doing Come it on. wrong. Two times. Two times. Super Bowl winner comes in to be the new head coach. Two times Super Bowl winner. Yeah, he got a ring in 1996 as the third string quarterback for the Green Bay Stop. Packers, baby. Two times Super Bowl champion. Doug Peterson gets the job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, we'll talk about that. Jeremy has uh, cobbled together all of his coaching grades for the hires that have been made and the possible hires that are coming up. We'll get into that there's in a very second. Good, and there's very bad. Uh-huh. And there's one that might be the lowest grade I've ever given ever to anything. <laughs> lowest grade possible and then some. Did you give it a Z? I should have given it an R. F is not good enough. <laughs> you know, we need to come up with what that grade would be. Worse than what an F? What is the worst thing in the history of sports that could be the grade for what one team gets for their coaching hire? The YouTube comments. I will punch you right <laughs> in the throat. We are past that. We have done many funny things since then. Uh-huh still the worst day of my life by quite a deal mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a great deal mm-hmm. makes your foot hurt don't it it does it uh, does a lot actually <laughs> the uh the all-star game uh in the nba the the rosters have been announced and a lot of people in this area very upset that there is no representation from the charlotte hornets so we'll talk about uh nba all-star snubs coming up in the second hour as well jeremy will have all his picks for the night in the green on green oh i've got a hater today I had to dig deep, but I have got a heater. And the five on it, of course, coming up in the uh, second hour as well. And Jeremy will give us his uh, full preview of the Senior Bowl taking place down in Mobile, Alabama. Tomorrow, he will have the special stream with him and David Smith of Armchair Commentary right here in the Sportsocracy on the YouTube stream tomorrow at 2.30. So definitely don't miss out on that. If you're looking for, you know, who's been making waves this week, Jeremy's going to tell us all about it. And, of course, break down the game as it's going on live reactions once again in the Sportsocracy. But first, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson two-time Super Bowl champion, is now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was only one thing I could think of when I saw this news break last What's night. What's that? You remember in The Hangover when Stu starts playing the piano after they've abducted Doug? Yes. And he starts singing the song? Yes. 
That's all I could think of. Yeah. In my head, I was just here, Doug, 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 Doug. <laughs> and you hate this. But if he's been murdered, but it, you can finish it. Yeah. Well, then you're out of luck. And that's exactly where Jacksonville is. I, a, I have read this book with the, he won a Super Bowl. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a couple of, just a, just a few examples of that. Okay. Do you, do you remember Jimmy Johnson with the Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't that that didn't go particularly well. Uh John Gruden with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't go particularly well. Right. Mike McCarthy with the Dallas Cowboys. That's in the active process of not going well. Oh, Joe come on. Gibbs, it's only been 2 part years. Due in Washington. Right. I I laugh a lot at that's the best thing on your resume. You won a Super Bowl one time, somewhere mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. and then they fired you two years later. Mm-hmm. Why could that possibly be? Maybe because it wasn't you that won it. You got re- insanely lucky. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Philadelphia Eagle fans. It sounds like you are. I never gave credence to Doug Peterson in that. No. You've always given the credit to Frank Reich. I gave a lot of credit to Frank Reich because the offense had a great deal to do with it. I gave a good deal of credit to Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you had the flukiest trick play in the history of football. And a lot of other things go your way. Mm-hmm. But tremendous. That, that's great for you. Did you ever think Doug Peterson was a great coach? Well, he's an all right coach. I didn't think he was one of the worst coaches in the league. What did he do with Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz get better? Did you ever think over the course of time with Doug Peterson, he is doing magical things with Carson Wentz? That's all this hire was. I mean, the first during that Super Bowl season, the first fourteen weeks were great, and then Carson gets hurt, and then what and happened? then he was never the same after that. But see, this is what people do mm-hmm. with Super Bowl winners. Mm-hmm. But then what happened? He was a disaster. Carson Wentz crashed into the ocean with Doug Peterson, and so now the one thing you had to get right in this was you had to bring in the offensive coach that could mold Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You had that guy. Not only did you have that guy, you didn't. it wasn't just, oh, there's a really smart offensive guy here. You drafted him in the first round. He's one of the best quarterbacks in your franchise's history. Right. And he wanted the job. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't do it. Gotta have Trent Balky. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. It didn't no, make any sense to dumb. me either. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't think Doug Peterson is dumb, though. I do. Oh, I, well, I shouldn't have said it that way because you. I didn't expect you to phrase that the way you just did. Doug Peterson's fine, right? He's another in a layer of retread coaches that I. Well, I've read this book a few times too, and it works about twenty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know where it doesn't tend to work? A franchise like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Do you understand that they've had six 10-win seasons in their franchise history? Sounds about right. And three of them were in the first five years they existed? Mm-hmm. They've been to the playoffs three times since 1999. Right. And why could that possibly be? Because you keep doing things like this. This was not hard. We said this when we were talking about jobs that could open in the NFL. This was one of the most attractive. Yeah, because you got Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. And you've got James Robinson. You've got got draft capital. 
DJ Chark you could bring back. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen on the defense. But you can't stop getting in your own way. You did it with Tom Coughlin for years. A few years ago, half of the complaints that were filed to the NFL Players Association were filed against the Jaguars. Yes. Half in a 32-team league mm-hmm. because of a, let's let's be nice about this and say, jerk of an executive that thought he was way smarter than he was. Mm-hmm. Coach, great coach, has Super Bowl rings, no, no knocks on you there. Right. Was not a good personnel guy at all. Mm-hmm. But Shad Khan thought he was. And he took them back to the, the the great days in Jaguar history, also known as one presidential term where you weren't the laughing stock of the league. Right. And now you're doing the exact same thing with Trent Baalke and you expect to have a different result. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and then it? they get mocked on Twitter. And I, I see people that are affiliated with this franchise say, oh, just give Doug a chance. I don't have to. I don't have to give Doug a chance. Because to me, this is the same hire you made with Jack Del Rio. It's the same hire you made with Mike Malarkey. It's the same hire you made with Gus Bradley, Doug Marone. It's just the same thing. You're just lather, rinse, repeating the same coach over and over and over and over again. Right. Hey, he was good that one time. You, you remember that? Somebody asked us in our uh, in our di- or, or threw out in our Discord server our little chat for our House of Reprehensibles uh, membership group on YouTube of. You know, why? Why has Shad Khan refused to fire Trent Balky? And I replied, because then you'd have to admit you were wrong for the second time in two months. And, and, and I, he did it with Urban Meyer. And I saw that and response he, and it doesn't make any sense to Why me. not? I actually believe Shad Khan thinks Trent Balky is that bright. Oh, really? He looks at the days of San Francisco lore and he says, that's who did it. God. What he doesn't realize is he had one of the best head coaches in the league. There were five different executives in that front office that are now either GMs or assistant GMs. It wasn't Balky. Balky's a decent talent evaluator mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. The problem is he comes with this uncertainty and this. The only way I can explain this: Have you ever had worked with the jerky guy? Uh huh. The guy Every that's day. just always I knew you were say that. <laughs> the guy that's just always in a bad mood, and he brings the whole aura of the building down. Yeah, that's who Trent Balky is. Mm-hmm. The only difference is instead of just being the brooding person, he's in your face about every mistake you make. Right. So now you've brought in a coach that doesn't do anything really well. I think Doug's a fine CEO, but mm-hmm. it all comes into who are your coordinators going to mm-hmm. be. And with Shad Khan, why would I want to tie myself to that? If I'm somebody that has options, by the way, if Vic Fangio is not his defensive coordinator, I will be stunned. That makes that make all the sense in the world of why you brought him in there. Right. But you had the you had the answer. The answer was sitting right in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you had to turn the corner and not be the same franchise that you've been since 1999. And you can't do it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I feel bad for Jaguars fans, and that's coming from a Jets fan. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I would be upset if I were a Jags fan because you had the guy. You had you had a guy that was willing to come in and be the young guy to you know, bring this organization back from the ashes, which it's mostly lived in the ashes since its inception. But you had that guy, and all you had to do 
was get run a, get rid of one of the most unpopular people in the entire NFL. I have yet to see one person come out and defend Shad Khan for refusing to get rid of Trent Balky. And you won't. No, every person in the league, anybody with a brain, said, yeah, that was the right call. You should have gotten rid of Trent Balky, hired, you know, hired Adrian Wilson, who was who Byron Leftwich wanted from Arizona, and gone that route. I'm going to level with you. I wouldn't have cared if you hired Yosemite Sam to be the GM. I don't care who it was. I think very highly of Adrian Wilson and have since his playing days. Mm -hmm. That would have been a home run. The thing is that when you're a dysfunctional franchise, you don't get many opportunities to not be dysfunctional. Ask me how I know. Mm -hmm. You don't get many chances to have that borderline no-doubter quarterback that everybody was in universal agreement on. I've asked around the senior bowl today, just people that are in the building. Yeah. Because I got a handful of people I know that are, based off what you've seen, give me your number one quarterback in this class. Do you have any answers I've gotten? One. Seven. seven. I've gotten seven different answers of who's the number one quarterback in this class. Right. Now, five of them are at the senior bowl, which David Smith and I will be covering live tomorrow. Right. And I'll tell you who those are. Very rarely is there no, is it no doubt. Even Joe Burrow. There were people that liked Herbert better than him. Mm-hmm. There were people that liked Tua Tungavailoa better than mm-hmm. him. Now, the latter of those I never really understood and I st- understood, and I still don't understand it. Trevor Lawrence was universal agreement. In my lifetime, there have been three of those. Mm-hmm. And no, Peyton Manning wasn't one of them. No, it was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was one. Who was the Trevor other? Lawrence was the second one. And then you go back all the way back to Drew Bledsoe. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going back. Because even though Meyer was the two, virtually everybody knew he had limitations. He was shorter. He didn't have the big arm. A lot of people liked him, mm-hmm. but everybody knew Drew was the better of the two talents. Right. And, and you're taking this. The, I mean, and I've, what stat do you want? The fact that you haven't won. Do you know the last time they won more than six games, minus that year they went to the conference championship game? Oh, minus that year? Mm-hmm. Poof. Won more than six games. Went better than six and ten. 2010? That's exactly right. And they were eight and eight. Yeah. You are the laughing stock franchise of this league. Worse than the Lions, worse than the Browns, worse than the, worse than everybody. Mm-hmm. You had one shot. Because in the first two years of a quarterback like that, you were infallible. It does not matter how bad he was last year. Nobody cares. Nobody that interviewed for this job cares. Every person that walked away from that, that interviewed in Jacksonville, had one word. I've heard it repeatedly. It's dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional. They're going to break that kid if they don't hire the wrong coach. And I fully believe they didn't. In our YouTube comments, Scott Cutchall said, uh, Frank Wright couldn't do anything with Carson Wentz this year. You're right, he's a broken toy. Mm-hmm. Now Carson Wentz is the broken toy. That's the that's the, the whole problem. But was he broken after the injury in the Super Bowl? I year? don't care what broke him. If you want me to be really honest, I don't care what broke him. Because I never saw him evolve under Doug Peterson. He right, had but- one year where he could have been MVP. Then he had two more years after that, and I know where you're headed with okay. that. If it was that, one of these teams with a great medical staff would go, oh, we can fix that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The, the arm's still lively, but it's not. His ability to read a defense never progressed. Right. Where does that come from? Coaching. Yeah. It's made me think twice on Frank Reich, to be really honest with you. But I look at Peterson and go, what in your history has ever said you're going to be really great at this? Mm-hmm. 
the Eagles job was not the first time Doug Peterson had been entrusted with a quarterback in this league. Right. And you know what they, in large part, have in common? What's that? None of them progressed. A lot of them didn't get worse, but very few of them got better. I mean, what, when he was an OC with the Philadelphia Eagles the first time, that was Michael Vick, right? Uh, Yes, that would be Vick. Yeah. And who was on the redemption tour last legs of his career just and he had some amazing he was games. Not on the he played four more years in the league and he was fine mm-hmm. at times and then you were in, in kansas city from 2013 2015 with alex smith whoa yeah that really makes you feel warm and fuzzy no no and now what happens this is the part of this that that i haven't seen anybody say today all right, so now you've hired Doug Peterson. Let's just say I'm right. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll tell you the, the converse of this in a second. Let's say I'm right, and this job's open three years from now. Mm-hmm. Now, now you don't have rookie deal Trevor Lawrence anymore. You're either going to have to pay him or you're going to have to find another quarterback. Right. If you've broken him beyond all repair, now you're right back to where you started. And this is the albatross job in the league that you can't get anybody to take, mm-hmm. which is how you end up with Doug Marone. Now, if I'm, let's say I'm wrong, and Trevor Lawrence ascends, do you really have a belief, an honest belief, that this arranged marriage is going to work? Doug Peterson took this job because it was the one he was offered. Agreed. He was in the same boat as Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. He wanted a job, and nobody really seemed inclined to give him one. So he took the job that was offered. Mm Mm-hmm. But do you not see the disconnect between Super Bowl winning head coach and GM that thinks he knows everything? Even if it works, you're going to have strife. Mm-hmm. Because now you have two alphas in the same room that have a resume that say, I should be the one that wins. Even the possible success is still a failure. But is this not what happens when non-football guys make the decisions? Because I, because in all of this, it's been Shad Khan has been the guy who is getting all of the, I guess, blame in this situation. There's no one else in his ear, or a, in, no one else to even be able to bend his ear about getting rid of Trent Balky. Well, obviously not. Right. I mean, because if you're going to do it, it would happen right now. Right. And now you've emboldened Balky of, if there's a disagreement, and there will be, who do you think's going to win? That's going to be Balky. Where, where have we already seen that? Oh, yeah. This same franchise with Tom Coughlin. Mm -hmm. You've literally just done the same exact thing you did six years ago. Right. There's very, I I mean, I see a path that you could be seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Sure. That's it. There's no path to better than that with a generational talent at quarterback. I don't know that I agree that there's no path ahead of that. Explain it to me. Well, I mean, you've already seen Doug Peterson take one team that we didn't think he could take to a Super Bowl. It was owned by Jeffrey Lurie and had Howie Roseman Mm -hmm. putting it together. Mm -hmm. Do you really think you can compare Shad Khan and Trent Baalke to that? Because I don't. No. Well, here you go. But we don't know that that he's not going to be able to come into the room and convince them to make smarter moves. That Doug Peterson can get in a room with Trent Baalke and help him put together a roster that will be better. I mean, this team is... You, you, get, you know what tells me that you're not going to be able to do that? What's that? Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. 
He's had problems with every coach he's ever had. Urban mm-hmm. Meyer, I'll even go to, to the most recent one. Sure. He's had problems with every coach he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Every single one. And this is a guy that you were the one that was willing to take the job. Congratulations, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's been the story of your life. <laughs> we hired who would take it. Right. Doug Peterson, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, will give, uh, or Jeremy will have all of his grades for the coaching hires that have already been made and the ones that could still be made coming up in the second hour coming up after the break we'll do just a bit outside we'll get into the senior bowl it's a big weekend for jeremy big nerd weekend it's coming up next at ingles we know the ever-present struggle of what am i going to make for dinner this week that's why we started the ingles table it's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen you can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Yeah, it's a big weekend. And it's it's mainly just because of the build-up. The build-up to Monday. The anticipation of what is coming in the happy hour on this show on Monday. Everybody has been asking about it. Popular demand. They want to see the bracket. We're going to do the bracket reveal in the third hour on Monday of the overrated bands of all time. Uh, the wait. seeds are already set. The, the, the regions have already been named. Jeremy's been rendering videos for the last five days, it feels like. Uh, it feels that way to you? Yeah. How do you think it feels to me and my computer? <laughs> I think my computer's actually caught on fire twice. I have heard more cuss words come from that side of the desk than I ever heard in a Andrew Dice Clay stand-up. Because he has been... What's in the bowl? Because <laughs> he's been fighting with this uh, with this bracket reveal, but it's all it all looks really cool, and I cannot wait. I still think uh, you know there there are bands on this list that's gonna they're gonna tick off everybody. It doesn't matter what your what your like is, what genre of music you like. There is a band on this list you're gonna look at and go, y'all are idiots. It's not us. We didn't do it. We asked you. Of course, you did it. We just didn't tell you you were doing it's it. It's the Democratic Republic of Sports, and you know what? Uh, we all have a hand in creating this list. And yes, there are uh, there are idiots in every group. So it, I'll put it this way: we've shown it around Radio Ranch all day. Uh, every person that has seen it has been upset by something. Mm-hmm. Nobody yet has seen this entire bracket and not scoffed and then said, "How is blank at blank?" different bands different there's been some some different commentaries right but everybody's had an opinion yep and we've got a uh we've got a we've, we've got the plan all laid out on how we're going to be voting on these matchup by matchup it's all you and the most you over get to be heard right and the most overrated moves on in the contest if creed I, i'm so sure creed creed's gonna win the first round it's gonna make me so angry why because the band we paired them off with is a band that i absolutely cannot stand hmm well then that means that they're matched up against a really good band and we're all gonna be like yeah yeah see you wanted them to move on and nope not gonna happen creed's got some bangers and you know it okay uh 
No. Uh, Creed should be out in the first round. No doubt. They shouldn't have even made it, if I was being really honest. You're crazy. Creed's better than the Beatles. It's not even really all that close. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. See what I have to live with? You're insane. My gosh. Monday, third hour, bracket reveal is coming your way here in the sportsocracy. And uh, the chat box, I can't wait, is going to be live during that thing and to join it all you have to do subscribe to the youtube channel just go to the sportsocracy.com click on that live video link boy you must be outside your mind the sportsocracy just a bit outside he tried the corner and missed the super bowl's coming up next weekend we have this uh, lull where they're doing the Pro Bowl thing. Did you even see any of the the skills challenge? Do you even care? No, God, it's, no it's, it's I, just I, awful. I am morally opposed it's, to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it is the dumbest thing we still do, and I can't figure out why we still do it. <laughs> Super Bowl coming up, though, and of course, Cincinnati Bengals fans—they are so excited to be in the Super Bowl, and, and and of course they are. I get it. First time since 1988, you've never won one, and here you go. You got a quarterback who's staring destiny and history in the face. I mean, 30 games, 30, 30 games in the NFL, and this guy could be the first one to win a Super Bowl along with winning a national championship and a Heisman Trophy at the college level. And Cincinnati Bengals fans are great. And and here's the problem, though: a lot of Cincinnati fans can't make the trip out to out to L.A. And so they wanted to be together to watch the game. And guess what? The No Fun League says no. So the idea came up, let's have a watch party in the stadium. 66,000 Bengals fans just watching on the Jumbotrons. And we can all celebrate and enjoy if our team wins the Super Bowl. And the NFL came in and said, nope, actually, you know what? We can't, we can't do that. Apparently it has something to do with the media contracts. That the media contracts will not allow a mass viewing like that? That's not true. And, I've, and I've, I don't really understand that. Before. NFL teams hosting watch parties in their stadiums? I don't know if they've done it in their stadium, but I know teams have done it. They do it at the draft every year. Right. So it, I, I struggle to believe that that's, there's not a loophole there somewhere. I mean, the the draft may be a different thing. Like, I don't know. that. Super Bowl Sunday, I guess they want to have every television possible, you know, clicking on those sensors so they can have the great figures like a hundred million unique viewers during the games and oh, stuff like that. they're going to blow that out of the water. And so, I, I mean... They'll do hundred the million th- unique viewers in the first quarter. Right, but this is the only thing that I could think of the, the, the NFL just just won't just won't let it happen because what the number the the tv viewership number will drop in the cincinnati market i i really don't get it it was a brilliant idea i thought and you've seen colleges do this would want to do that what? why would you want to go sit in the stadium to watch the game on a television screen so you can be with the other Bengals fans well i mean you can do that at any bar in cincinnati yeah but that only gets like a hundred of us together okay that's plenty enough people just throwing that out there (laughs) the nfl has rejected the proposal from cincinnati they will not be allowed to gather in the stadium to watch it and i think it's absolute bullcrap well, if you want to watch this with Bengals fans and you live in this area, you can join us at The Social. That's right. Uh, and we'll have details next week of how you can join us for our Super Bowl viewing party. Yes, indeed.
somebody that might have some idle time on their hands and might want to join a Super Bowl party is okay. Auburn head football coach Brian Harson. This is not going well. well. I did hear he was on vacation. I wonder how that's going. Uh, it might be a permanent vacation. Apparently, the board of trustees at Auburn University has been in contact with lawyers and each other to figure out a way to get out of his contract for a slew of reasons. I told you when they made this hire, it makes no sense. None. Guy coming from, from Boise, mm-hmm. Idaho, never been in the South, mm-hmm. never coached in this region didn't make any sense well apparently he's not the friendliest of humans do you realize how many players and coaches they've lost yeah it's a lot they've had 20 go through the transfer portal Mm -hmm. that's not including graduating seniors they've lost three coordinators Mm -hmm. one that he fired one that uh left to take the defensive coordinator job at oklahoma state that had personal issues with him Mm -hmm. and then there was austin davis he was a coach for the seattle seahawks used to actually be a quarterback in the nfl he was the Auburn offensive coordinator for 13 days. Mm-hmm. Those are the things we know. Now, there's also a little rumor that if you believe Twitter, that maybe Brian Harson is in the midst of a Bobby Petrino-esque type of relationship. Oh, no. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I just know there's a lot of fire towards this. Right. That might be the most beautifully awful hire I've ever seen. Okay, oh, beautifully awful. Why? Because it was so unbelievably predictable. Now, I mean, not the back end things. Right, right, right. You know, the I, I don't, I don't know what you're doing in your personal life. That's up to you. Just, we don't know what they do in their bedroom. It, I, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> uh, the alleged individual is a former Boise State cheerleader who is now on the staff at Auburn. Right. There have been a lot of grumblings. I'm not telling you I know anything. I'm just saying there's a lot of people in Auburn, Alabama, that are saying not only is it happening, but I've i've seen them together right which is a big no-no to begin with i mean keep that Don't stuff do keep crimes. That, just keep that stuff did out of it it's, not, it's not crimes did you not like it is to auburn did you not learn from bobby petrino right don't date staff it's a bad idea well the the bobby petrino wasn't staff though was it, it was, was a it, student no uh, it was, wasn't it no she was oh i staff. thought it was no she was on staff she okay. was an administrative assistant i think okay Anyway, it, then they wrecked on his bike, and uh, boy, yeah, I mean, it's it just a train well. wreck. It did not go, and they're trying to figure out right now, like what happened, what, why is why is Brian Harson just going through assistants and coordinators like this? There's a full on investigation going oh, on. He's a jerk. That, that's yeah. not even an opinion anymore. There have been players on Twitter, players on record, saying he is not a nice individual. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that part, I mean, I get that. Your personality is your personality. Mm -hmm. But apparently he is something else. Way out there. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, one of the reports that I read from one of the players, he was talking about, you know, he's, he's a guy that will harp on your every mistake yes and single you out in front of everybody and just yes. just handles things very very poorly college kids ain't gonna put up with that especially when i could just pick up and transfer somewhere else and that's what's happened i mean you gotta of realize course. bo nicks transferred from here right his dad was a quarterback at auburn mm-hmm. that kind that was when i first started going okay something's weird here plus he had an nil deal down there that was rather large oh with the sweet tea company yeah, with milo's sweet just, tea and none of it ever made any sense and the more that the ball has rolled downhill, 
it's made even less sense. Uh, mm-hmm. John DeLon said in our com- in our comments on YouTube that his Auburn friends are saying that the AD overmanages everything and that there's pressure to win right now. That's always been the case. Yeah, Auburn has always, always been a six that thought it was a nine. Yes. I've said that on this show probably six times. Mm-hmm. I remember us getting into the big fight about what was the better what was the better program, Tennessee or Auburn. It's Tennessee by a mile. It's Tennessee by yeah. ten miles. Now it's now it might be fifty miles. <laughs> the only difference is Auburn wins every now and then. <sighs> Man, I, Tennessee people hate you. They I do, do love seeing the hate you get from Tennessee <laughs> volunteer fans. <laughs> I think that's why I'm embracing them more and more. Again, facts don't care about your feelings. By the time I'm, by the time we're done with this, I'll be singing Rocky Top the way I do uh, Country Roads. <laughs> no, you won't. Mm, I just had an idea. No, you won't. Mm. Uh, and why will not? Why, why will I not? I mean, why would you? It's not worth it. Oh, to irk you because I find it, it won't funny. irk me. I love that song. Of course you do. You also love the Beatles. Yep. I do when indeed. they win this tournament, I am going They're to take the ultimate victory lap. They will not win this tournament. I have more faith in our lovely listeners and their friends more than that. Let it be, let it be. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. It's the also, it's also the only Beatles song that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I mean, that just... Uh, again, you spend too much of your time listening to whiny country music. No, there's yeah. a lot of good whiny country music. That's coming from somebody that didn't know who George Strait was the other day. Your opinion on country Some does not count. Some dude who had one song. Come on. <laughs> I will punch you directly in the throat if you speak of George that way again. <laughs> Eddie Fox threatened to disown me when he found that out. Uh, Eddie Fox threatened to do a bunch of things because he kept thinking about that as the day went on. Oh, and yeah. made him angry or angry. Yeah. Not into country music. Sue me. There's there's not being into country, and then there's, who's George Strait? Wait, what? Could there, you run that by me one there, more time? There were two Georges, and I don't really know which one did which song. There's George Strait and George Jefferson. And, and yet, oh, good gracious. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, now we're getting into just poking mode. Yeah, you know those times that I'm like, hey, I'm doing the senior bowl. Uh, with not tank that's i love armchair that worked out quite nicely six days of this and it's been three weeks in a row oh yeah tomorrow would have been hazardous for his health yes it would have yes it would have it's not going well for the auburn tigers right now uh and who knows who knows where this could go because you think about the buyout situation that they're in right now i mean this will be the third buyout that they've had and it's eighteen and a half million dollars because oh, yeah. they would owe him seventy percent of what's still remaining yeah. if they fired him without cause. Although with the things I've heard, I believe you could find a cause in there if you really wanted to. Oh, I think they're going to. I think that's what this is all about. The investigation is how can we keep from paying another buyout to a failed coach? Because they did it with Gene Chizik, and then who was after him? <clears throat> After Chiswick was uh, Malzahn. Malzahn. And then they they paid his $20 million buyout. And now they've got an $18 million buyout that they're just trying to figure out how can we not do this. I read a report earlier that Auburn has nonstop been paying installation payments on buyouts since the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. It's never stopped. Like going all the way back to Terry Bowden, they have never stopped paying buyouts. Because one of them has never elapsed before they've done it again. Right. 
because they feel the pressure to win too much. Because they think they're better than they are. With Alabama down the street, they think they should be a competitor. And you just, at some point, you have to realize we're not that team. We're Georgia Tech. We're NC State. We're, you know, whatever. We're not going to compete with the big dog in the state. It is what it is, I guess. Senior Bowl coming up tomorrow. Jeremy's going to be doing the live stream with David Smith of Armchair Commentary. Uh, Senior Bowl what's what's the biggest news coming out of the senior bowl now oh, we talked about malik willis yesterday oh malik willis has been the, the hype on him is going to get ridiculous and i kind of knew that was going to happen i didn't think it would happen in senior bowl mm-hmm. week i thought it would happen at the combine there's a kid that i i got to deep dive last night on uh, on some backlogged senior bowl practices there's a kid his name is calvin austin and he's just a he just a little feller. Good gracious, this kid's good. Five seven, a buck seventy. Mm-hmm. He can do a little bit of everything, and he has been borderline indefensible in Mobile this week. He also had a a, a block pickup on Jermaine Johnson that might be the most impressive thing I've ever seen. So, what, what was it, Calvin Austin? Calvin Austin. He went to Memphis. Okay. He's real little. Real, real little. But I could see him being a, a, a gadget player in the NFL. There have been a few other guys that have. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, who I just mentioned, he's had a good week. Oh, he in every report that I've pulled up, it's been Malik Willis 1, Jermaine Johnson 2, or reversed on every report of how senior senior bowl week going uh zion johnson's been really good too yeah and i saw some film of him that he's talking he's he's been taking snaps at center or at least been working out as a center well he played center i can't remember if it was when he first got to boston college or if it was in high school he had played center at some point in his life before didn't he bounce to center at one point when the the the, the center from boston college got hurt okay um I, what's his, off the top of my head i can't he's, remember he's I just in the, know in, when i looked at my notes for zion johnson it said potential center seen him do it but it's not linderbaum it's who, who's the one lindstrom uh yeah yeah alec lindstrom. when alec lindstrom got hurt i think he filled in at center for a while for and he the, the, it was mixed reports but i think that's what a lot of guys are doing at the senior bowl is figuring out okay well if i can't play here then I'm going to have to make the move. Like, that's what they're talking about with Daniel Falele now. Because after he got his, you know... He, Lunchbox eaten? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to go... Obliterated? <laughs> I, I was going to say got his doors blown off. Because yeah. that's how these guys are beating him. These edge rushers are just too too fast for a six nine four hundred pound guy. Well, he's a door. Right, and it's hard for him to stay in front of these guys. And so now they're talking about moving him to guard. And I saw an interview with him where he said, I don't care. I don't care where you move me. I've been He's playing football kid. for four years. I, I can't <laughs> I, I can't rail on that kid too hard because, as you just said, he played one year of high school football. Right. He's just a mountain, and somebody went, have you ever thought of putting on a helmet? Mm-hmm. So but you he's can't, a talented kid. Yeah, you can't really you can't really rag on a guy who who doesn't have a whole lot of experience playing the position, and he's so big he can't he can't keep up. This is also what the senior bowl is, though. The Senior Bowl, you start hearing a lot of rumors. Uh, I said something, and now I can't even remember who it was about. Oh, it was about Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. That not all of the teams are in love with Thibodeau. Right. Apparently, Detroit's not in love with Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchison. And you ask me, well, neither one of them are at the Senior Bowl. Doesn't matter. 
you get all these people in the same room they start talking right and loose lips sink ships mm-hmm. uh, it's when you've got people down there that have microphones that also have your cell phone number it's weird how many things you can hear right the only team with a player that i have heard they're in love with is pittsburgh with malik willis and i'm going to go out on a limb and say i don't believe that okay you yeah, because really care- yeah, yeah, smoke screens start going up really early. Right. That's one of those things you could look at two weeks from now and go, remember when we thought that was a thing? First of all, Pittsburgh's picking at 20. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there at 20. I hate to break it to you. He will not be there. Uh, Sam Howell won't be there at 20. Mm-hmm. Now, I easily could see Kenny Pickett being there. That's why I've always kind of put those two together. Plus, Pittsburgh infamously passed on a pittsburgh quarterback once then i won't be shocked if they don't do it again yeah old dan marino and that that still comes back to haunt you didn't uh that didn't go so well (laughs) but this is going to be look i and i we usually don't talk about the senior bowl Mm -hmm. this is just a slightly different year you've got so many guys that are going to be i mean zion johnson's a perfect example this is a kid that i had in the and i thought i was high on him i had him in the middle of the second round to the back of the second round now i've got people telling me he could go at the back end of the first round that could end up being your team's first round draft pick but that's what happens at the senior bowl right you start seeing things you get to talk to these guys uh, i'll tell you another uh damian pierce running back from mm-hmm. florida mm-hmm. he has been really really good yep which tells me i need to go back and probably do some further evaluation i think i think he's one of the ones that uh you know jeremy always likes to rag on the running backs because they don't know how to pass block and i think what are the rag on them it's that that means you can't be you're not gonna be a three down back right you can't be there when it's when you have to pass pro i get it and now i will tell you this there were a lot of people who thought dalvin cook couldn't pass block Mm -hmm. dalvin cook was never asked to pass block Mm -hmm. there's a difference but i think that was one of the things that i read earlier today about damian price is that he was standing up linebackers in pass pro. And I think that's one of the things that got them excited. It, it, he played in a really gimmicky offense in mm-hmm. Florida, which makes it hard to evaluate. So one of the reasons you see Florida guys fall a lot. Uh, there's another Florida lineman named Zachary Carter. That's the first time you'll have heard his name on this show. I will bet you I hit 30 by the time we get to April 28th. Right i like him a lot david smith armchair commentary says in the comments that he wants to hear you rave about jermaine johnson oh you're gonna hear a lot of it tomorrow (laughs) oh have no fear that's one of the only florida state guys that has a draftable grade so don't worry you'll get to hear me say a lot about jermaine johnson and a first round grade at that he he does have a first round grade for me yeah it's one of my last first round grades yeah He's and uh, you know Devonte Wyatt's been getting some great reviews this week. He's had a good week. As this guy could be a back end of the first round kind of guy. I don't think he can get that high, but he needed a week like that. He needed a week away from the seven other guys for Georgia's defense. Right. They're going to get drafted, and right. I think the only other other one that's here is Channing Tindall. I think that's right. That's the only other one I saw. Mm-hmm. So th- there might be another one. I don't think there is. I think those are the I only think two it's Jordans. Tindall and Wyatt. But, I, I mean, the the thing that's got me excited about this Senior Bowl is the fact that there are so many guys that we know. Yes. Because with the extra coronavirus year and all of that, and, and we just, I mean, we had a great class of seniors this year in college football. Mm-hmm. And you got guys all over 
this game because, as you said, nobody can come up with a consensus of is this guy good or is this guy bad? Or not bad, but yeah, I was about to say, it's is not, he next it's level? Not that cut and dry. It's, right. Is this guy first rounder? Is this guy second rounder? Yeah. That's there's a lot of dispute there. And tomorrow will be the first step in a three step process that only figures those things out. Mm-hmm. And this is really the start of draftmas season for me. This is the, the first. Th- this is like the day. Tomorrow is like the day you put up the tree and you get the advent calendar and you know that there's a chocolate every day that you get to eat. That's kind of what today tomorrow is for me. Yep. I get to pull out all the decorations. It's officially draftmas season. Uh, we do have a super chat, but it, it it actually ties to what we're going to talk about at the top of the hour. So do we want to get to it now or can yeah, we'll we hang on to it? We'll do it. Then. All right, uh, David, we will, we will get to your super chat. Don't worry. Uh, but we're getting ready to talk about that coming up at the top of the hour after the sports center update, but we got to take a quick break right now. When we come back, Jeremy's going to give you the picks of the night in green on green right here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Hey, guys. I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia served with provolone, white American, or cheese Whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Coffee's the closers home. Get them the money! Then we get the money. You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. A three and one Thursday night has made it a profitable week. We look to cap it off with four in green on green. I got them all for you in the NBA. First, the Brooklyn Nets. I almost called them the New Jersey Nets. Are a three and a half point dog tonight at Utah. The Nets have lost six in a row. But Utah's playing shorthanded. No Jordan Clarkson. No Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell. Joe Ingles. And what does that do? That makes it easier for teams to get to the basket, which is what Kyrie Irving and James Harden want to do, especially when they're not shooting particularly well. I don't know that Brooklyn wins this game, but I think they do. Give me Brooklyn plus the three and a half. Next, the Charlotte Hornets are a five-point favorite tonight against Cleveland. Surprise, surprise, these are two of the best teams in the league against the spread. I didn't believe that until I, re- until I checked it myself. But... Darius Garland, not likely to play tonight. Cleveland's all-star, the guy that stirs the drink for this offense, not likely to play. That changes a lot for me. Cleveland's shorthanded. Anyway, you take away Garland, this team looks a lot more like they looked last year than they've looked this year. Give me the Hornets, minus the five. Finally, the Chicago Bulls are a two-point, two-point favorite tonight at the Indiana Pacers. This Pacer team is horrible. No Malcolm Brogdon. No Miles Turner. Demonidus Sabonis is in the protocols. There's not a lot to like here. The Bulls are a two-point favorite. I'll take the Bulls, but what I love, two slow-paced teams. Over-unders, 231 and a half. I'll take the under. Go and do likewise, gents. 
money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And as always, you can take those wagers over to BetUS.com. BetUS.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and they will give you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500 just for using our promo code SPORTSOCRACY at BetUS.com. Did you watch any of uh, Lakers Clippers last night? Uh, no. The Lakers did not win, but they covered. Oh, did they? And that, for me, is a win. Well, that's good. That's all I care about. That's good. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you cover the it's spread. whether or not you cover the spread. Uh, speaking speaking of spreads, uh, you know, we usually talk betting spreads, but we, we got the Super Bowl coming up. And I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, how am I going to do Super Bowl Sunday when I can't have all of the all of the gro- you know the the gross foods that I really really want to have? Well, I'm not tempted by those things as much anymore because I'm feeling healthier with PhD weight loss. We've been going to see Dr. Ashley Lucas and the folks over at PhD Weight Loss now for over two months, and we're having great success with our weight loss venture here. Jeremy, you and I have uh, taken down more than 50 pounds already. You got your weigh-in coming up this weekend. I know you're uh, you're excited to see if you can continue on last week's growth. Uh, my my weigh-in is tomorrow. I will see if I have grown or actually the opposite of grown. Yeah, yeah. Past my 21 pounds that I have already lost, I feel better, I'm sleeping better, and I can't emphasize enough how convenient this is. That's what got me in this shape in the first place, and it's what's going to get me out of this shape with PhD weight loss. I'm feeling very, very spry. I've been uh, you know, taking breaks on, at work here. It's actually inspired me to quit smoking. I'm now four days cigarette-free, and I've been working out. I've been walking around the building during breaks and all that kind of stuff, and it's all because PhD has put me on the right path. PhD weight loss uh get with them today at myphdweightloss.com that's myphdweightloss.com he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets And yes, we are live in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and you can see us live on the YouTube channel. All you got to do is go to thesportsocracy.com, thesportsocracy.com. Click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel while you are there, and that'll put you into the, or give you access to the chat where uh yes john delon yes the uh the 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 positioning statements in the open are 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 correct with our names jeremy is the degenerate gambler i'm the one who's cheaper than oxygen jeremy likes to put money uh put money on the line for things and i the only reason i'm putting it on the line is if it gets wet and i have to hang it up to dry or or if it's a buffet line you you have long put money on the buffet line well that is that is very true but then again i would too so. <laughs> this is very true now i stick mainly to salad bars thanks to phd weight loss my phd weight loss.com uh <laughs> we've got uh, the big news of the day the jacksonville jaguars they gave the job to the only guy that would take it doug peterson the first now. interview and well the guy they finally just went okay okay fine. nobody else is gonna take our job uh well byron Leftwich wanted it but eh, we all know yeah, the story he, about that but he came with you know stipulations and we're just not gonna do that oh no shad khan he came with demands and i'm not answering to demands what that doesn't even make sense but 
We have now five head coaches in the NFL that have been hired. We've got four more jobs that are one. One is settled. We know who it's going to be, but they're waiting till the end of the uh, Super yeah, he, Bowl for he's for their coach. He's in the hired list uh, because that's yes. going to be the coach. Yes, and Jeremy has assigned all of the grades to the coaching hires here. And um, let, let let's talk about the first one that went down was the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus became their new head coach, the def- former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. And Jeremy gives that. I am never going to financially recover from this. Uh, That's a big old F. Yep, a big old fat F for hiring a defensive coach when you needed somebody who could run the offense. Yeah, and I frankly don't care how good of a defensive coach he is. I could care less. You had one job. Find a coach that can fix Justin Fields and develop Justin Fields while he's still on a rookie deal. What did you do? Well, the exact opposite of that. So I'm not going to grade that nicely. Mm-hmm. I'll level. With the amount of talent the Bears have on the defense, I'm pretty sure anybody in the NFL could coordinate that and it'd still be good. That could be different yeah, levels of good. Right. But you got, and you were the first one to hire a coach, which didn't make any sense to me. If you're the first one to hire a guy, you should have one of the best grades. Well, they have the second worst. The Bears are going to bear as long as there is a bear to bear. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I like I like Matt Eberflus as I a like coach. I like him fine. I'm the, sure. I'm sure if I ran into him in an airport bar, we would have you know several adult beverages. It'd be just fine. Maybe so. Maybe so. But it wasn't the right fit for your for your job. Okay, I'll walk you through this. I, I said this on a uh, a podcast centered out of Chicago, and they didn't love my answer. Okay. If your toilet breaks, who do you call? The plumber. So, you would call a plumber for a leaky toilet. Yeah. If your power goes out, who do you call? An electrician. Well, the Bears have a leaky toilet and just called an electrician. <laughs> that doesn't make all... You see how stupid that sounds when you say right. it that way? Right. Yeah, that's how I viewed this since the minute that story broke. And I can fully go down that it's path. It's a good analogy. You. Absolutely. I, I like that. I'm not going to lie to you. I sit around and think about analogies way more than I want to admit. <laughs> uh they did a good job around the head coaching hire not so much oh the staff's fantastic yeah. the only problem is that if the if they have a good and improved year offensively uh luke Getzey will be a head coach somewhere else mm-hmm. and now you have justin fields learning a new system because most of the staff would go with Getzey. right so the thing about that doesn't make sense absolutely the uh new york giants they made the decision, obviously, that's been in the, all over the news, that they did not go with Brian Flores. They went with the other Brian that Bill Belichick uh, meant to meant to send his text message to. Brian Dable, former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. It's good. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good hire. I would agree. He's a guy who's been up for jobs in the last three years. I like Brian Dable based on what he did with josh allen so i give that a b plus okay i think that's probably the best you could have done i don't necessarily know that there's a better coach in the nfl to try to bring out the talent in daniel jones now i'm higher on daniel jones than most i think he has more inert talent than 
probably any quarterback you could replace him with. Okay. The Giants are not going to get Russell Wilson. No. I know there have been a lot of clickbait articles written about that. It's just not going to happen. So you had to bring in somebody that can bring out the best in a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Well, I just watched Brian Dayball do that with Josh Allen. And I also love that the Buffalo Bills went, that's fine. We'll just promote Ken Dorsey, the guy that everybody in Buffalo has been giving, giving credit for this anyway. Mm -hmm. And we'll bring in Joe Brady to be the the uh, quarterback's coach. Yeah. And it worked out well for the Giants as well because they now have you, Mike Kafka. And you know who that worked out just tremendously for? Who's that? The Carolina Panthers. Joe Brady's the problem. <laughs> Six weeks later. Well, we're bringing we'll in Ben McAdoo. Bring back Joe Brady. Yeah. Yikes. That's that's one. Oof. That's 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 going to haunt you for a while. I have a funny feeling. Mm -hmm. So the New York Giants get a B plus on the Flostradama scale here. The. Uh, and, for hiring their head coach, and I'll be Brian honest with Dable. you, I'm really impressed with how Dayball's put his staff together. Kafka's a guy I've told you for two years now; mm -hmm. he's going to be a head coach in this league. Yes, still maintain he would have been a good quarterback if somebody would give him a chance. Liked him when he came out. Stop that! Oh, he had a Kafka had a beautiful arm. Unfortunately, he could probably only throw it about 25 yards consistently. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the big arm that you're looking for. He just threw a really, it's a really pretty ball that came out of his. Hand. Right, because he was the backup for Philadelphia for a long time. Oh yeah, he? he was in Philadelphia for a few years. Yeah, but he's a really smart guy. I know Andy Reid thinks very highly of him. Mm -hmm. He was always earmarked to be the replacement if, if the enemy got a job somewhere. It's like Mike Kafka would just be promoted immediately. Right. They wouldn't even think about it. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime Not soon. Not necessarily. Really? I have news on that that we'll talk about in the next segment. Okay. All right. Can't tell you it's going to happen. Just going to tell you don't uh, don't write off the possibility of that yet. Okay. The Denver Broncos. They've decided to go with Nathaniel Hackett, the former quarterbacks coach for the Green Bay Packers. And you give that. Well, he was the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, excuse me. Getsy was the quarterback Getsy coach. was the quarterback's coach. I give that an A. Denver is the exact Denver's in the exact same position that the Chicago Bears are in. The only difference is that they don't have that quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that quarterback can be anybody you want it to be. It's kind of nice if you have somebody that could have, oh, I don't know, an opinion on that. Whose opinion you would respect because he kind of knows what he's talking about. Right. Been in the league for a long time. The staff is incredibly impressive. Just outside looking in it's not done yet but the the names i've heard that could be put in denver you're putting them in the best the best position to succeed mm -hmm. denver did the exact opposite of what chicago did and for me i can't give you a i can't ding you on that and you got the guy you wanted yeah now george payton just has to decide who the quarterback's gonna be well thankfully you just brought in somebody that can have a oh, very absolutely. informed opinion on that absolutely uh, uh now you were talking about malik willis yes that's a place that I've heard is very high on Malik Willis. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I like that kid so much, and I feel like if he's asked to start day one, mm -hmm. he will never reach his full potential. Just, okay, be the second first-round pick in Detroit. Like, I put in my mock draft, and then we're all hunky-dunky. You well, don't have you, to do anything this year. Just sit behind Jared Garf. Well, you still, you, you'd still have the option to bring Teddy back. He could be the bridge to Malik Willis stop <laughs> uh the las vegas raiders they decided not to keep rich bisaccia 
and decided to go with, uh, you know, fruit from that rotten coaching tree of Josh McDaniels. I came to this as C. And I think that's generous. It's it's more generous than it was originally. Yeah. This is like snipe hunting. You remember when you were a kid, your your, your buddies would convince you to go snipe hunting, and you go stand out in the woods and you'd be in a field with a bag and a stick. But you very quickly figured out there's no such thing as a snipe. Children right now are going, why'd you not just Google it? Because Google didn't exist. And and that's fine that you got duped into that once. By the seventh time you go snipe hunting, you're an idiot. Right. That's kind of how I feel about the Raiders. We've read this book enough times. We hire the personnel guy. We hire the coach from New England. There's one great big problem with that. You didn't get Bill. Bill's the one that's had all of the magic. Uh, And you don't get Tom either. Right. The thing I really don't understand is you had so much success with the the offense with, with Carr. Carr in Gruden's offense. The thing I didn't understand, they brought in, they talked to Gerard Mayo, they talked to Todd Bowles. On a level, yeah, I like both of those better than Josh McDaniels because you could have kept the offense in place. The offense wasn't the problem. The offense was fine. Mm-hmm. Greg Olson coordinating that that offense was just fine. Problem was, you need somebody that can develop the defense, and I liked Gus Bradley. I think that the defense got better as the year went along. I would have liked it better if if you're going to go a New England guy, bring in Gerard Mayo. I believe in his ability to to call a defense and and evolve a defense. Uh, it should tell you a lot that I like Todd Bowles better than I like Josh McDaniels yeah. in this job. But you don't think that Josh McDaniels, like he said in his uh, in, in his first interview after getting the job of, I learned a lot from the failure that was Denver. You will never, ever, ever, I don't care what you do, get away from the fact you looked at Tim Tebow and went, yep, that can be my franchise. You, you just don't get to come right. back from that. Right. And you were the coordinator with the Rams. Would you like to hear the list of teams that had a worse offense in the NFL other than the Rams that year? Would you like to hear that list again? I mean, he's every time he's been away from Bill, it's, it's going poorly. Yes. Why in the world would you think it's going to end differently now? But oh, he's, only he's grown been- up. He's, look at what he did in New England. When are you going to learn that that's, mm-hmm. that that's not a thing? Right. It's not. We've seen this. We've read this book. Bill gets all the credit for what happened in New England when Tom was away. And now I have to say, uh, Armchair, I think this was what Armchair was talking about with his Super Chat, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I don't ask for much, okay? (laughs) I've been through a lot. There's a report that Bill Belichick really wants Adam Gase to replace (laughs) Josh McDaniels is his offensive coordinator. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I've been a very good boy this year, uh-huh. and I don't want anything else for Christmas except Adam Gase to be the <laughs> offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. His super chat said if the Pats hire Gase as the OC, he could be pulling the ultimate da- double agent move and burn down the organization from the inside for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We wouldn't be doing it for us. No. His key card doesn't work in New Jersey anymore. And neither does his easy pass or anything else that can get him into the city. But that was all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. We got to fire him and make him, you know, <laughs> make sure that 
other things happen so he winds up as a mole inside the new england patriots organization if they got away with cheating for so many years then we can cheat too look uh karma universe whatever you want to call this i dealt with 22 years of tom brady okay i'm I'm not owed anything because the world doesn't owe you anything, but it would make up for that 22 years of the wiffle ball bat if you could give me Adam Gase in New England. That's all I'm saying. Adam Gase is pretty good as an offensive coordinator, though. Right? With Peyton Manning. You know what Mac Jones isn't? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. (laughs) I don't think you're going to get any arguments on that side of it. Um, Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, they haven't made the hire yet because they can't because they're waiting on their chosen one to finish his run with his current team in the Super Bowl. It's offensive coordinator from the Los Angeles Rams, Kevin O'Connell. I was going to give this a C until I heard John Harbaugh speak. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what he said about Minnesota? No. He said he was more enthusiastic for them than they were for him. That bumped it up a full uh, half a letter grade, and then I was generous and did another half a letter grade. So it was Jim Harbaugh that said that. What I said? You said John. <sighs> okay, stop. Stop naming having your, brothers. Stop naming your children. Like alliteration with your children's <laughs> name is really annoying. <laughs> I love you, Joe. Jim and Harbaugh. Yeah, who do you think I was talking to? Uh huh. <laughs> I give the Minnesota Vikings a B minus. Okay. I don't necessarily know what Kevin O'Connell is going to be as mm-hmm. a head coach, but I know you're taking your shot. This is a imitation league. You've got Sean McVay and a Sean McVay disciple in the Super Bowl. You have a lot of things on offense to really like, and so what do you do? You hire another guy off that tree. Mm-hmm. It makes all the sense in the world. One of the things I routinely said about Minnesota is your offense is not very creative. Kevin O'Connell's going to bring in a vet defensive coordinator. Who it will be, I do not know. Mm-hmm. But this will be a Wade Phillips situation. You mark my words. This is not going to be a first-time coordinator. And I, I like that. Somebody put their, their fingerprints on the defense. If the defense just gets fractionally better than it was, they couldn't touch a quarterback if they'd had 15 people on the field at times last year. Mm-hmm. So just that. You throw some innovation into the offense, as bad as that division could be, I can't hammer it. It's just very risky. And just for posterity's sake, if if Byron Leftwich had been hired in Jacksonville and there had been no history there, that's the same grade that I would have given Jacksonville for hiring him. Okay. With who he was, it would have been an A+. Plus. Right. Because you struggle to get people in the building. You've been a losing franchise forever. You need a little shot in the arm. Byron Leftwich would have been an A+. Plus. A in plus. turn, in turn... That's not who they ended up with in the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we said earlier uh, in the show. Uh, Doug Peterson is now the head coach, two-time Super Bowl champion, one time as a coach, one time as a third-string backup for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, You're not nice to them on this one, and I think you're too down. I think you're too down on this decision. we got to recharge your brave batteries. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. That's a big old D. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a good hire. Mm-hmm. It's just not. At the end of the day, this is not a good hire. This is you you hired the guy that would take your job. And when you're a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to strike while they aren't hot, and they didn't. There's a reason this was the first guy you that you interviewed and the guy you ultimately interviewed, or the guy that you ultimately hired. Mm-hmm. That virtually never happens. 
especially when it's a guy that was just sitting on his couch and you interviewed him week 15 or 17 or whatever week that was and can you think of a single uh reference or a memory in you know recent times in the nfl where they had a guy and then that guy backed out or didn't take the job for whatever they had to go with the backup plan and then that turned out to be the saving grace uh i'm sure it's happened but i don't right I i can't i've been trying to rack my brain all day trying to think of one and i can't i can't do that i didn't have a whole lot of high hopes for jacksonville to begin with I think Doug Peterson's a fine coach. And if there's anybody oh, that's going to go I'm in there and be able a... to lead them to an okay record, I'll say it's him. But it's not I'm going not to be saying, easy. I'm not saying he's not a fine coach. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you had the opportunity to coach that had a much higher ceiling that would have invigorated your fan base. Right. We, and developed your franchise quarterback. There are three other jobs that are going to be uh, going to be had here in the next little bit jeremy's also given us grades for the possible hires in each in all three of those plus we'll get into other coaching news coming up next right here on espn Asheville, you're in the sportsocracy check us out at the sportsocracy.com i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i am clarissa marshall with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week i'm an expert in the market pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. NTSPN Asheville, we are continuing with the head coaching hiring scores. The grades from one Flostradamus, Mr. Jeremy Green, on each and every hire that has been made in this cycle. Um, and we got three more jobs that are open that they are actively looking for someone to take these jobs. And we'll start off with the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints already have a head coaching candidate in the house, Dennis Allen. That's who I've said would probably get it from the get-go. Right. He's done a great job with the defense. The defense is – I I believe that their defense is a championship-caliber defense. It is. If you could put a great offense on the other side of it like Sean Payton had all those years, then, of course, the offense is the problem, though. So would you go with an offensive coach rather than going with a defensive coach? Well, they had basically come down to two finalists. It's been two finalists forever. And then a third entrant entered the the fray. Okay. I had two on the graphic. Dennis Allen or Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, who was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I'd give both of them an A. All right. This is going to be a long-term fix because I don't care who you hire to come in and fix this offense. It's going to take some time. Now, apparently they're going to bring in Eric Bieniemy for an interview, and I I don't love hiring coaches off the Andy Reid tree because it just has not gone well in the past. Okay, I'd give that an A plus. Eric Bieniemy would be an A plus, mm-hmm. and here's why I say that: he was a running back in this league, been a running backs coach in this league. What is the one weapon you know definitively is going to be in New Orleans for the time being? Alvin Kamara. There you go. So you can build a an offense around that, and then the enemy can just have his hands on everything else because mm-hmm. you don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you have a tight end. I liked Adam Troutman when he was coming out. 
but he hasn't done much in this league. I don't know what you're going to do with Michael Thomas. You can make that decision one way or the other. Right. The money's going to be a will be a problem if you attempt to move him. Mm-hmm. But you don't have any other any any other weapons. You don't have a solution at quarterback, and your left tackle's probably going to leave in free agency. Right. So Eric Bieniemy could be given all of the leeway to build this offense exactly how he wants to, and he could retain Dennis Allen as his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That I actually think gives them the best chance to be reasonably successful the quickest. Because you're going to need somebody that can build an offense. Agreed. So even if it's Dennis Allen or Aaron Glenn, they're going to have to bring in somebody high level to deal with this offense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best path to do it, to I bring in the offensive guy to be the head coach, and then you can you can keep on the defensive, you know, you know uh, Dennis Allen as the defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, the Saints have uh, have been robbing Peter to pay Paul forever. Mm-hmm. So now you're $70 plus million dollars over the cap. You're not going to keep doing the res- the restructure shell game, so it's going to be a long term fix. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the enemy they they obviously told the enemy something about how patient they would be to get him to come in and interview for this. And and the more I think about it, that's the right hire. I agree. That's the right hire, and just tell him, look, you got all the time in the world. The same thing, basically, the Lions did with Dan Campbell. We got ourselves in this mess. And we will be patient with you as you get us out of it. I firmly believe Eric Bieniemy is going to be a good head coach in this league. I don't care about the Andy Reid coaching tree. By the way, it did turn out a Super Bowl as much credit as you don't want to give Doug Peterson. So, uh, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, there's a Matt Nagy there, too. You want to talk about that one? No, there not necessarily. Go. There you go. Because it doesn't support your <laughs> yeah, argument. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> hey the andy reed coaching trees turned out more super bowls than the bill belichick coaching tree uh, the so. jeremy green coaching tree has turned out the same number of super bowls that the bill belichick coaching tree has <laughs> exactly uh let's talk about the miami dolphins which way are they going to go it's been rumored for a long time that mike mcdaniel is the apple of their eye you'll have a decision on this over the weekend but they've they have their their eye on another as well there are two or two others and, and it's the same grade regardless Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. It's a B either way. It falls into that Byron Leftwich, Nathaniel Hackett, Brian Dayball tier. The difference is I've seen the other two for, for drastically longer. But I would say the high side on these two is, I think, drastically higher. Mike McDaniel is one of the smartest guys I have ever heard speak about football mm-hmm. in my life. And the defense is fine. I knew something was up in Miami when they started talking about keeping the staff. Right. Both of these guys would fall into that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the staff in Dallas is Dan Quinn guys or Mike McCarthy guys. He's not going to be able to pilfer that staff the way that a lot of people would. D'Amico Ryans is going to get a coaching a head coaching job in this league and it's probably going to be pretty quick. Yes. So I don't think Mike McDaniel is going to be do, able to do that in San Francisco either. So I, I don't mind either hire. There is a downside that has to be – I mean, you have to know. Mm-hmm. Coaches that have been in the league for five or less years do not tend to pan out as, as head coaches if they get a job that quickly. But these are two really smart guys. Now, the last one, it's the Houston Texans. You, you remember – Remember earlier when I said I was going to give the lowest grade ever? Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Houston Texans. Obviously, David Culley fired after one year, and they they have been looking at Josh McCown and Jonathan Gannon and Brian Flores. Those are the three finalists that came out today. Mm -hmm. 
their next head coach will be one of those three guys. Josh McCown or Jonathan Gannon would be an F minus. I do not have a name for this yet. Somebody in the comments, uh, Scott Cutchall had the best one that I've heard yet. Call yeah. it the Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. That is the tentative name of this. I am going to give that an Urban Meyer grade because that is a disaster. Josh McCown's never been a coach in this league. I know. He's never been a position coach in this league. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought he was like part-time hey, quarterbacks coach stop. when he was the backup quarterback. Or stop. I, was, it, was the decision on him? Uh, no. No. And this late in the process, his staff would be a disaster. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon, so get, let me get this straight. You're going to tell me that a, a coordinator, a first-year coordinator of a middle-of-the-road defense is good enough for you to fire David Culley, who rallied that team together. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Now, Brian Flores, and look, this has nothing to do with any of the you know the, the lawsuits or anything like that. That's the best hire you could possibly make from a coaching standpoint. I'd agree. I cannot for the life of me believe he would take this job. I don't know why anybody with options would take this job. And they've struggled with that. That's why the first two are finalists for it. Well, I think that's kind of the other problem, though, is that he, so say Houston didn't care about – the lawsuit that's going on and all of that, this is going to be the only opportunity that Brian Flores gets. I just don't see P- I just don't see teams barking up his tree if he's suing the league. I just don't see it happening. I, well, I, I didn't either, and then they announced him as a finalist. Yeah. And, 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 I, and maybe it's a PR move that I, I don't know. You, you I, have I to. couldn't tell you. Right. I couldn't tell, all I can tell you is that it came out from the team that he's a finalist. Right. And that's the best coach of those three by, oh, I don't know, a billion-y? Yeah. Is, that, is that an appropriate way to say that? <laughs> that is an appropriate way to say that, absolutely. I think it will ultimately be Josh McCown. And you know, for his sake, I hope they're more patient with him than they were with David Kelly, mm-hmm. which I still find to be absolutely laughable. Won as many games without Deshaun Watson and a god-awful roster that they did with Deshaun Watson the year before. Four games, and you fired the guy after one year. It was unbelievable. Now, let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. There's a new pastime that, I, you know, I, I didn't know this was a thing. I don't know how long this has been a thing. But there's a guy down in Florida. He, th- he was trying to think of something fun, creative to do outside with his grandson. And they went magnet fishing. I've never heard of this before. But you take a high-powered magnet and you put it on the end of a big old rope and you throw it in the river. And then you see what you can catch because there's tons of things just in the river that's going to attach itself to the magnet. Okay, I'm going to say something that's not real popular here. I've never understood regular fishing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't get it. I I, I have never either. I, I just don't understand the allure of that. And if that's a hobby you enjoy, mm-hmm. that's fine. Absolutely. I mean, I, I spend, you know, my hobby is sitting around watching high school and college tape. So trust me, I know that your, your thought is vice versa. Yes. I really don't understand why. What, what do you think you're going to catch? 
Well, you never know. Keys? I got, look, I got Bill's keys. You never know when you're going to catch something worth of, worth, you know, that's that's worth money. I mean, you could catch a diamond ring or I mean, there's there's a way to make this hobby pay off. That's why there are so many people that go out metal detecting on beaches. They go out and see what they can find that's buried in the sand. It's the same basic principle. Well, uh, you know, they threw out their magnet the other day and it's just going quite along and then all of a sudden you got to you got to catch on something they pulled it up and it was two sniper rifles there were two sniper rifle sniper rifles minus the barrels just floating in this river or sitting at the bottom of the river and they caught them um i'm gonna say Somebody did crimes. Somebody definitely did crimes because not only did they catch the guns, but when they pulled the guns up, the guns were wrapped in shrink wrap. So I don't know what the purpose of that was. Just to, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, them being wrapped in shrink wrap could mean that they fell off a truck because that's usually how guns are shipped. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the the part of them not having. So when you said they didn't have the barrel. There was no barrel on. Was the barrel removed or was the barrel sawed off? It does because not say. Because there is a huge difference between the two. It does not say. And and the picture that it shows, you can't really tell. It's just the kid holding the two guns and there's no barrel on the end of it. But it's the body of two sniper rifles. Well, I mean, this is something that I know a little bit more about than I know about fishing. If the If the barrel was cut off, that's so you can't test fire it. Right. For ballistic purposes. Right. Now, if the barrel was just removed, could still be for the same thing, or mm-hmm. it could just be it fell off. Now, now it uh, fell off both, that's kind of hard to believe. Now, here's the good news. The sniper rifles, worth $7,000. So pretty high. Even uh, even after being submerged in a river? That was, that's the market value for the for the sniper rifles, $7,000. And I don't know if they're $7,000 a piece. Or if they're just seven thousand dollars combined. Well, I mean, they were two Barrett fifty cals, so uh, I, you know, it's, I don't know anything about guns, so I can't tell you. Oh, oh, let's see. How can I explain this? Uh, there are a slew of rifles that you would use to shoot a varmint. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fifty cal is the gun you would use to shoot a varmint if that varmint was an elephant. <laughs> if your varmint problem was, I don't know, a Sasquatch. Right. That's what you would use to take it down. Right. Uh they were A1 Barrett M82 sniper rifles, wrapped in shrink wrap, and here's here's the catch though. They're worth money, but when they got them home and they unwrapped them and they you know got to looking at them, the serial numbers had been scrubbed off. Crimes. Crimes. That's crimes. And you know what? It's illegal for you to possess a gun that has the serial number scrubbed off. So the guy had to call the police and the police came and they are now doing a full investigation to find out who did crimes and whether or not they can find out or track them to somebody. Magnet fishing. You never know what you're going to find. And I really want to do this in the French broad. But I'm really scared of needles. You should be. So uh, you should be scared of many other things. <laughs> Why are there so many watches? Oh, yikes. yikes! Yeah, the FBI is on line one and would like to talk to the two gents <laughs> that were magnet fishing. Uh, my story also about crimes. Mine is from San Francisco. This this fella's name is Jason Blackard. I don't know what he does for a living, but I know how he spent his days for quite some time. Okay, between. 
January 2019 and February of 2021, Mr. Blackard would dress up as a postal employee. He would put on the hat and the jacket, and and I'm assuming the shorts because you cannot complete that ensemble without the shorts. And he would walk a route. Well, the only problem is that he didn't work for the postal service, but he did have one of their arrow keys that goes to every mailbox in the country. Oh, it's a skeleton key mm-hmm. that unlocks all kinds of drop boxes. Well, he he either found one, stole one. I don't know how he got it, but he had one. Over the course of two years, he defrauded the federal government for, of over a quarter of a million dollars. He used these funds to purchase a $58,000 sports car, a $98,000 speedboat and trailer, a $30,000 Mercedes, a nine, or $9,000 in goods from a high-end clothes retailer, and 67000 in goods from a big box hardware store. So what, was he stealing like paychecks or? He was stealing all kinds of things. Yeah. So it, it, from the way I read this, he was stealing medication. Okay. And he was stealing identities. Mm-hmm. So he was stealing the identity of the person. By the way, this is why you should check your mailbox. As somebody that used to work at the post office still has many friends that do. Check your mail because bad things can happen if you don't. Right. Especially if your box is not locked. Right. He yes. has been convicted of a slew of crimes, and now he will do five and a half years in a federal penitentiary. And you said his name is Blackard? Jason Blackard. Blackard. Oh, I was going to say, that's got to be a made-up story, because you know you know what the word Blackard means. No, I It's don't. like a thief. It's like, oh. it's like a fancy word for thief. So I went, oh, well, he was properly named. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he must pay $134,000 in restitution to the government and those who he defrauded. Now, here's my question. If you're doing things like this, why are you buying such extravagant things? First of all, don't do crimes. Mm-hmm. Be remiss if I didn't say mm-hmm. But if you're, if, okay, if, if you're going to do crimes, you should probably make it way less obvious. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, what does Jason do? Well, I've never seen him go to work. Well, he just bought a speedboat. That seems weird. Does that not seem weird to you? He's driving a Mercedes. Uh, don't ask, don't tell. That's... Uh, yeah. That's Did you I'm... never watch Goodfellas? I mean, I know you didn't, but Jeremy's never seen any good movie. But well, I've seen plenty of good movies. Walk Hard <laughs> was fantastic. Talladega Nights, <laughs> Step Brothers. But I mean, that was the number one rule in Goodfellas. Like you, you don't go spending the money that we just stole. It is staggering to me how many people get caught for doing crimes because of the stupid things they do on the backside. Absolutely, unbelievable. Uh, just like we're never going to get any respect, guys. Charlotte Hornets fans, we can't get any respect, man. We got two all-stars on our team, and we can't get one voted to the team. Wait, you think you had two all-stars on the team? We got two all-stars on this team. LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges. Those dudes are awesome. They've been filling our highlight inboxes all season long. Mm -hmm. One of them at least deserved to be an all-star. I don't disagree that they're very good players. Mm-hmm. Here would be my question. Yep. Who exactly are you planning on taking off these rosters to put them on it? Well, that's another story. No, that's called common sense, <laughs> which is what it requires for you to be angry about something. There's one player that made it from the East Pool mm-hmm. that I would agree. He did not deserve to make it. Chris Middleton did not deserve to be an All-Star. Right. However, there's another player on his team that did 
more than either of the two players you just said. Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew yeah. Holiday should have been an all-star. Yeah. I would. Uh, I mean, other I than that, the that. reserves for the East are Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. James Harden, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet, and Darius Garland. And before you go, but Darius Garland, if I had an MVP vote, he'd be in the top five. Really? Yes. Okay. He's been that good. Which is crazy because everybody thought Colin Sexton was the guard of the future. They did. Not that long ago. They did. Then he got hurt and Darius Garland went, uh, hold my beer. Watch me take us to the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. Right. Look, we're used to it. We're used to we're used to just getting the shaft, the little tiny old market. We just, I, I mean. Cleveland's what? a small market. I know. I know, but you Toronto have to. Toronto is not even an American market. <laughs> in canada i get it i understand but i'm still upset i'm I mean, still it's a big upset international but, market but right right in, in I'm case sti- you don't know what i'm talking about look at major league baseball all-star voting for many years now right toronto blue jays and back when the montreal expos were a thing didn't tend to go well no i mean they 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 had some guys but not often hey, look i just you see a team that has that has grown so much and they're over 500 at the coming up on the all-star break and i honestly believe the lamello ball is probably what i'm gonna say top three young point guard in the league and i mean i may be pushing it with top three but still oh well i would put him behind garland i would put him behind Luka Doncic, and i would put him drastically behind john moran Mm mm-hmm but I mean, he's still very good. Right. It's just, you know, this is like what you have to tell children when children want a cookie. Okay. You're going to have to explain to me exactly how, okay, there's, there's things that go into this. Mm-hmm. You got to take somebody out and there's right. nobody to take out. Right. I, I heard what Draymond Green said about, oh, it's a travesty. No, it's not. And and the Miles Bridges thing, he's a wonderful player. It's not a travesty. He's not one of the top 10 snubs of this game and he's not even all that close. <laughs> now, Alonzo. I I could understand how you would make the case. Yes. The problem is people get too locked into stats. Right. And there's a very simple reason for that. Because in large part, people don't watch the games. Mm-hmm. It's just like Darius Garland. I've I've literally seen Twitter inundated with people going, Lonzo Ball's better than Darius Garland. No. And he's not even close. Is Love it because- him. Love him to death. Is it because of the defense? Is Darius Garland no. just that good offensively? What's the difference? No, Garland has taken the worst team in the NBA. Top three worst teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They picked it two last year. Mm-hmm. There's the third best team in the East right now. Fourth best team in the East, somewhere in there. Yeah, and he's, and he's led them. And it's been virtually by himself. And there's been, a lot, of, there's been a lot of role pieces. Right. Kevin Love has become a thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Allen, that would be my biggest snub. Is that Jared Allen didn't make it because he's been the best defensive center in the world. And I think he's going to make it anyway. He'll be probably. the he'll probably be the replacement for Kevin Durant, possibly. So he okay. would be the first one that I would think of and go that he needs to be on the All Star. Right, right. And, and I understand. It's just you know the problem with with Charlotte now is that they have so many players that fill into the same narrative. Mm-hmm. So there's no real star. Right. Lonzo Ball's the biggest name. Gordon well, Hayward is the most important player on the team. Mm-hmm. Analytically. You take that for what it's worth. No. But Lonzo goes off the floor, team stays largely the same. Well, Gordon no. Hayward, or what I say? Lonzo. I, well, I was going to 
if Lonzo wasn't hurt, then you know that yeah. would have been a discussion as well. Right, it would have. Absolutely. You brought this up to me, and I went, you know, I could actually make an argument for about three bulls ahead mm-hmm. of Lonzo or Miles Bridges. And great I seasons, but yeah, you you, you got to have a you got to have a shred of common sense. There. Look, you just get tired of uh, of not having an all star, and then when you think you have the guy, like we went through this with Kemba for years. Mm-hmm. When is Kemba finally going to get his due and be an all star? Well, take a little bit while longer for Lamelo as well, and Miles is going to be right behind him. Just hang in there, Charlotte fans. I think things are going pretty well with James Borrego and the stars that we do have currently jeremy uh you ready to make some more money here for the folks uh yeah last night last night went reasonably well and jeremy's got five on it all right explain reasonably well uh well you know ucla that didn't quite go my way and uh one of their players got arrested after the game don't Don't, spit on people don't do that okay that's just that's not nice and that's crimes and that ultimately leads to you going to jail yeah that's not good but won everything else made 18 dollars last night i got three picks for you tonight first i got 50 on it under 231 and a half between the chicago bulls and the indiana pacers i can't explain to you if maybe somebody leaned on the wrong key or maybe somebody drank too many adult beverages last night when they set this line. The last three times these two teams have played, the average score, total score, 206. Hmm. That's at full strength. Yeah. Indiana is killed. They're one injury away from calling one of us. This is going to go drastically under. I got 50 on it, under 231.5 Bulls Pacers. I got 50 on it. The Charlotte Hornets are a five-point favorite tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland's just killed. I would know Garland. That team looks completely different. It goes to the same argument I was just making about why he should be an all-star and mm-hmm. why he is. Mm-hmm. He is the, the, the straw that stirs the drink with Cleveland. They really struggle to score without him. I don't think this is nearly enough. I would probably have had Charlotte at minus three and a half if Cleveland was completely healthy. They're decimated by injuries and don't have their point guard. This is easy. I got 50 on it. Hornets minus five. I told you earlier I had to deep dive for the last one because Friday's a bad night of college basketball, but I found one. Mm -hmm. The Nevada Wolfpack traveled to Fresno State to take on the Bulldogs. Well, that is deep diving. That's deep diving. In terms of tempo, Nevada ranks 27th nationally. They're one of the fastest teams in the country. Would you care to take a guess where Fresno State ranks? uh 289 uh 355 holy there are 358 teams in major college basketball (laughs) this is the slowest team one of the slowest teams you will ever see they're at home they should be able to control the pace they're the drastically better team i could see this looking much like you i said the same thing about usc last night see what the final score of that game was Mm -hmm. 50 to 48 Mm -hmm. very low scoring this one's going to be just the same i got 25 on it under 131 and a half between Nevada and Fresno State. Almost up $100 uh, from the 500 he started with at the beginning of the year. Just trying to keep that thing growing. And you can take all those wagers over to betus.com. Betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They'll give you 125% deposit bonus. Whatever you put in, up to $2,500. Betus.com. Promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Coming up next, Jeremy's Mad again.
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Let the hate flow through you. I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised. And I don't know why that I am, but I am, that the Jacksonville Jaguars, it would take a five-week exhaustive search and end up with Doug Peterson. A team that in the last 10 years has 43 wins combined, and 10 of them were in the same year. You've averaged going 4-12 and 12 for the last 10 years. And you get a blessing from the heavens in the form of a golden-haired, golden-armed quarterback. And what have you done since then? Brought in lunatic Urban Meyer to be the head coach. Fired him after 15 games and just a slew of stupid off-field, on-field stories. And now you have the most listless coaching search I think I've ever seen. And you end up with the consolation prize himself, Doug Peterson. Mm -hmm. But it's not even Trevor Lawrence that I'm upset about. I've watched what's happened with the Cincinnati Bengals and their fans and all of the joy that they have gotten from Joe Burrow. And that should be the trajectory that the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are on. They should be on the trajectory of, I'm going to see what it's like to actually be a winner for once. But instead, you have an owner that looks like a Bond villain that keeps hiring people like <laughs> Urban Meyer and Doug Marone and every, take any hire he's ever made, Tom Coughlin. Right. Which leaves you as this listless franchise. And watching the joy just nine days away from the Cincinnati Bengals playing in their second Super Bowl in my lifetime and the first in, oh, I don't know, 33 years, Jacksonville deserves that. Fans of bad teams, you deserve that. And the Jacksonville Jaguars had a chance to give you that. And they have done nothing but rob it from you since then. I'm mad! You would think they'd want to start winning, but it's almost like their owner wants to lose. It's unbelievable. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Don't forget to uh, join us on the YouTube stream if you haven't already for the happy hour. It's a Foodocracy Friday where we'll be talking about uh, all those good things that we can eat for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll share recipes. We'll sit down and just chop it up and have a good old time. Have fun this weekend. It's a jam-packed weekend. I know Jeremy only cares about the Super Bowl. Don't forget, Senior Bowl. Yeah, or excuse me, the Senior Bowl. Don't forget to tune in for the uh, live reactions tomorrow to the Senior Bowl with David Smith of Armchair Commentary and our very own Flostadamus, Jeremy Green, at 2.30 tomorrow. But uh, we got a lot of other stuff going on, too. So have a great weekend. We will see you back here on Monday on ESPN Asheville at 3.